Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A Factual Data Creation Facility Production. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 193, which I'm calling Holiday Season Kickoff is again here. With the Thanksgiving holiday under our collective belts, it's on to Christmas and beyond. If you celebrated Thanksgiving, I hope you had a good one. If you didn't celebrate it, I hope you had a good day and weekend. My Thanksgiving was nice and quiet, and that's the way I prefer it. With good food as usual. My lovely wife can cook a mean turkey. Hey, I even watched the annual Thanksgiving parade. That's something I hadn't done in a very long time. I just realized that the parade is nothing more than an advertising platform. Now, I don't know if it's always been that way, but it sure is now. Okay, enough of this ponderous bloviation. Let's start the show. Yes! Well, as usual, we're starting off with some tech news. Now, I don't know if I talked about this previously, but... Nothing, the mobile company founded by Carl Pei, who also founded the OnePlus brand of Android phones, had introduced Nothing Chats for his Nothing phone. Nothing Chats promised to bring Apple's wildly successful iMessage to Android. The way it would work on Android is, you would first log into your Apple account, send an iMessage, which would go to a server farm, and then sent on to the recipient. Now, this is not a new method, but previous services like this weren't announced with as much fanfare as Nothing Chats. Mr. Pay was hailed as an Android hero and even rubbed in his accomplishment in Apple's eye with a sorry Apple tweet on X. To enable this sleight of hand, Nothing partnered with a firm called Sunbird to handle the server farm. And this is where the problems began. While iMessages are end-to-end -end encrypted, this wasn't the case with Nothing Chats. Sure, your iMessage was encrypted when sending it, but when hitting those aforementioned Sunbird servers, 
the messages unencrypted, which allowed Sunbird to read messages in real time. What? And that was before being re-encrypted and forwarded to your recipient. Well, I'd say this probably ends the company's bid to bring iMessage to Android. Yes. While reading the first announcements, I thought Apple, via its legions of high-paid New York Jewish corporate lawyers, would have been the end of nothing chats. No, dear, that's wrong. Besides the security issue, Apple had announced support for the RCS messaging standard right after nothing's announcement, which of course brings iMessage-like features to regular text messages to the iPhone. I discussed this last week, pointing out that Android has been using the RCS standard for years now, and that... I had good experiences while using it. This sort of negates iMessage on Android schemes. That is, as long as the color of the chat bubble doesn't bother you. (laughs) It bothers some, but I suppose those are mostly youngsters. I'm wondering if Apple will introduce a new color bubble for RCS messages versus regular text messages. (laughs) If they do, I'm voting for a dark gray color RCS bubble. What are you pulling for? Well, if you just bought a Google Pixel 8 phone, there seems to be a problem being reported by users. Uh-oh. Well, like, when isn't there some sort of problem with all new tech releases? Huh? TechRadar has the following headline. Google says not to worry about the bumps appearing on some Pixel 8 screens. It seems some users of the Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro are reporting that small bumps or dents are appearing on the phone's display. Uh, what the hell? These bumps or dents don't seem to affect the functionality of the screens and are only visible under certain lighting conditions. Google has since given an official statement to 9to5Google, blaming these imperfections on new technology, saying that what users are seeing are impressions from internal components of the device when it's turned off. Google went on to say that these bumps and dents are not actually a problem and don't have an effect on performance or durability. And I'm sure that's true. I find it refreshing for a big tech company not to blame its customers like a certain giant fruit company did years ago for a design flaw. I'm sure you remember AntennaGate and the you're holding it wrong fiasco. Still, bumps and dents appearing on my brand new top-of-the-line smartphone screen would certainly bother me. Would it bother you? Sonus' long-rumored headphone will reportedly arrive by April 2024, reads the headline from Engadget. Sonos, who manufactures good, but not great in my opinion, sounding smart speakers and soundbars, are set to enter the already crowded headphone market with over-the-ear headphones and smaller in-ear wireless earbuds, along with a stream box for watching television. What? This puts the company in direct competition with Apple's AirPods Max, AirPods, and Apple TV. The -the over-the-ear headphones are rumored to come in with a $400 price tag. That's cheaper than Apple's $549 AirPods Max, which, by the way, are due for an update. While the streaming box, which will run on a fork of Android TV, is expected to sell for between $150 and $200. Yeah, it's about the same as the current Apple TV boxes. No price was given for the in-ear buds, within the article anyway. During a recent earnings call earlier this month, Sonus's CEO, Patrick Spence, said that he expects these brand new products to account for a large portion of the company's revenue by the second half of 2024. Yeah, good luck with that, bro. <laughs> I use the cheapest Sonus speakers one can buy, and that's a pair of rebadged IKEA Symphonisk bookshelf speakers. While I do enjoy them for augmenting my television sound, I will not be buying a Sonus soundbar to go along with them, as I had planned to do eventually when I first purchased these speakers. And that's because Sonus's gear is way above my budget. 
The cheapest soundbar offered by Sonus that would fulfill my needs is the Arc model, which goes for 900 bucks. What? Instead, I plan on buying a couple of full-size Apple HomePods for that use, and they would send me back about uh, $600. Not cheap, but still cheaper than the Arc soundbar alone. I understand that HomePods won't be a real theater sound system, but they'll be good enough and a big upgrade from the IKEA-branded speakers I use now. If I feel the need to experience theater sound, well, I'll just go to a movie theater. The rebadged Sonos speakers I'm currently using will be moved over to my Mac Mini setup. As far as headphones, earbuds, and a streaming box go, I have no interest in these items. The great thing about the Apple ecosystem is the integration between the devices. Using any of the mentioned Sonos rumored products would break that integration, and why would I do that at this point in my life? Now I know there are consumers out there that are heavily into Sonos' ecosystem, but I don't know how many of them there are out there. I know there aren't as many as those within the Apple ecosystem. I don't think these new products will be enough to make up for Sonos' current losses, which I believe are caused mostly because of the current dire economic conditions. Come on, man. I don't recall if I had given the opinion that Bitcoin would be regulated out of existence by most world governments in favor of their own controlling digital currency on this podcast or my other on hiatus show, the renamed Fringe Dispatches. Since giving that opinion, we've had the downfall of FTX and now the target is on the back of FTX's main competitor, a shady operation called Binance. Hence the headline from Investopia. Binance to pay $4.3 billion, as billion would it be, to settle criminal charges as CEO pleads guilty, steps down. I call Binance a shady operation because the company seemed to conduct business in markets it was prohibited from doing so by setting up shell companies and other tricks of the trade. It was just a matter of time before the powers that be got around to attempting the destruction of Binance. Binance was accused of violating the United States Bank Secrecy Act by failing to implement an effective anti-money laundering program. Binance allowed many users to trade on its platform without proper know-your-customer systems. If the company had these systems in place, some customers would have chosen not to use Binance, while others would have been rejected by the compliance process, and both would have interfered with Binance's gaining market share. Not having these rules allowed users to transact with sanctioned users and criminal enterprises. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the company processed transactions linked with child sexual abuse, illegal narcotics, and terrorism. Terrorism, I can't say that right, across 100,000 transactions without reporting suspicious activity. The agreement made with Binance will see founder Changpeng Zhao, or Zhou, I think it is, stepping down and pleading guilty to felony criminal charges of money laundering. In other words, he's toast. I'm sure Mr. Zhao will serve some jail time, but I'm also sure that the time will be served in a so-called club-fed minimal security prison. And you just know the guy has a very large nest egg of money stashed somewhere, so he'll be all right. Now mark my words, Coinbase is next on the hit list. Governments cannot and will not allow anonymous transactions involving any currency, not just crypto, to take place. And they will not allow a competing monetary system to exist. Oh boy, it's time for an update on my favorite tech topic. No. Which is AI. And yes, I'm referring to the recent turmoil over at OpenAI. The guys over on the No Agenda podcast broke this down really well. 
If you are unaware, the board of OpenAI, the inventors of ChatGPT and current darlings of the tech world, shocked everyone by kicking out CEO Sam Altman, the world's first AI superstar. The reason given was that Mr. Altman wasn't honest with the board of directors. This was basically a coup by members of the board who subscribed to the effective altruism philosophy, which supposedly tries to figure out how the money you earn can benefit fellow humans and animals, and even those that aren't born yet. Sounds awful culty to me, and there are rumors that it operates as one. You know who else was a disciple of effective altruism? The Ponzi scheme master himself, Sam Bankman-Fried, founder of fallen crypto company FTX. What? Microsoft, who owns some 49% of OpenAI, quickly snapped up Mr. Altman and some other members of the company. The board of OpenAI then attempted to rehire Altman, who demanded the resignation of the board, which was rejected. Then, over 700 employees of OpenAI threatened to quit the company and follow Mr. Altman over to Microsoft. This action forced the altruism cult members to resign, which resulted in Mr. Altman returning as CEO of OpenAI. Now, who gains from this turmoil? Well, of course, Microsoft, who need OpenAI as a buffer against the lawsuits, which are just starting against OpenAI as well as other AI firms. Since this drama, a story is circulating that the board took the initial action it did because of being warned by a company researcher of a major, powerful AI breakthrough that could threaten humanity. The board accused Altman of keeping the supposed breakthrough from them. Yeah, I'm not buying this. I believe it was planted to drive up the price of Microsoft shares on the stock markets. You know, I don't fear AI, but I do fear the humans behind the technology. Yes. And finally, according to an article from Tech Radar, Apple's highly anticipated Vision Pro headset's release date has been pushed back to March of 2024. Originally, the augmented reality headset was expected to be released in January of 2024. Okay. New iPads are rumored to be announced during the same event. Huh. I'd have thought that Apple would give the Vision Pro its very own event, but then again, what do I know? If this report turns out to be true, perhaps the ginormous updates the iPads are expected to get, along with an eye-watering increase in price, aren't coming after all. Anyway, I have no interest in the Vision Pro, and as I've said before, I think Apple is attempting to fill a market that just isn't there. Perhaps Apple figures it will create the market. Well, time will tell. And here I thought I'd escape having any Apple news this week. But just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tech I'm using. 
Christmas is right around the corner, and I have it on good authority that Santa is bringing me an Apple 15-inch MacBook Air in midnight blue for my holiday present this year. I placed my order yesterday, lest I miss the $200 Apple gift card offer in honor of the Black Friday weekend. I just went for the base model, but I did upgrade the RAM from 8 gigabytes to 16 gigs. I considered pulling the trigger on a storage upgrade, but I already have a Samsung 1TB SSD, which has currently made it to my 2019 MacBook Pro, which I'll just swap over to the new computer. I don't edit video or work with ultra-large files, so disk speed and storage really isn't a concern of mine. The old Intel-based Pro only has 128 gigs of storage, and I haven't run into any problems with it. I've suffered no slowdowns at all, and about a month ago, I finally taxed the CPU enough, which triggered the fans for the first time since I've purchased it. I mainly do the usual regular person stuff while using laptops, you know, email, web browsing, and word processing. I opted for the RAM upgrade as a future-proofing measure. I could have gotten along with just 8 gigs of RAM, but that $200 Apple gift card swung me towards making the RAM upgrade anyway. Counting the trade-in value of the MacBook Pro, the price for the Air was still not cheap, but acceptable nonetheless. The only thing I'll be giving up versus the Intel-based Pro is the ProMotion display feature, which I've never really noticed in comparison to my recently traded-in 2019 Air, which lacked that feature. The new 15-inch Air will unify my computing devices. All will now be powered by the same Apple Silicon M2 chip, and I expect to receive operating system updates for five or more years. This purchase also concludes my computer buying for the time being. Now, I may lust over new models, but that's as far as it will go. My future Apple Gear purchases will be limited to the full-size HomePods and perhaps AirPods Pro if the update is significant enough. Oh, and speaking of significant, if next year's Apple Watch includes the rumored updates like blood pressure monitoring and a redesign, my lovely wife and I will each get one of those. As far as non-fruit company future tech purchases, I'll most likely pick up some sort of USB hub when and if the price is right and the need for one arises. I'm also in the market for a non-Apple computer mouse. I'm kind of getting tired of the magic mouse. I'm not sure which mouse model I'll end up with, though. But don't worry, I'll let you know what I decide in the future. The annual Black Friday sales have come and gone, and they were just as disappointing as previous years. Well, at least... For me, things I've purchased recently were sure on sale, though. You know, I'm beginning to think Amazon is rigged. Uh -huh. Nothing on my wish list saw a large drop in price. The LG monitor I just purchased was on sale, though, for $100 less. Ouch. And, yeah, that hurt. It seems the items that were most discounted were robot vacuums for some reason. My wife even ventured to Walmart with a friend on Black Friday and was surprised how empty it seemed. She also reported that the food aisles seemed to have been emptied out. Maybe that's what people were buying the most because of economic reasons. I got hairy legs. This is in sharp contrast to the past where videos of people fighting over sale items were the staple of the nightly news broadcasts on this day. Unfortunately, I worked at a Walmart after retiring from the military while attempting to make a go of it down in Georgia. Well, that obviously didn't work out for us. I did work on a Black Friday, and what a disaster that was. Like me, I suspect most people these days rather do their shopping online, and why wouldn't they? Well, tomorrow is Cyber Monday, and I hope to find enough deals so I'm able to complete my Christmas shopping early. Just my wife and I are exchanging gifts this year, and I hope to snag a couple of things that she doesn't know she needs yet. Like the AirPods I got her a few years ago, which at first she thought she wouldn't use. 
Well, we'll see. How was your Black Friday shopping experiences? Entertainment news. Well, one advantage of the extended Thanksgiving holiday is some streaming services have a free weekend of access. This year it was a Stars Movie Network and I took full advantage of it. One of the series I enjoyed on the Stars Network was the Power Series Offshoot, which features the Tommy character from that original show. This is the only one of the numerous character-based offshoots that's still active. I binge-watched the latest season over two days to my wife's chagrin. We both watched John Wick 4, which my wife hadn't seen before, and she appeared to enjoy it. We followed that with the Robert De Niro vehicle, the movie called About My Father, which is probably his best outing since giving up the Italian mafia genre. And what's up with old Bobby? He's withering away before our eyes. Maybe he's using one of those weight loss drugs that were initially created for people suffering from diabetes. That seems to be the Hollywood trend these days. The last movie we watched was Plane, starring Gerard Butler. This movie is a throwback to the 90s action flicks, meaning there were no SWJ points or sexual orientation declarations to be had within it. Yay! Mostly just mindless, violent action. I found this to be very refreshing. Well, I hope this is the start of a new trend in Hollywood. No! Speaking of Hollywood, Disney's new animated movie, Wish, seems to be flopping along with Apple's epic Napoleon. Well, Napoleon doesn't seem to be flopping as hard, though. Out of the two, I wouldn't mind watching Napoleon in order to see how it compares to the old movie Waterloo. When Napoleon finishes its theater run, it will be streamed on Apple TV, so I'll watch it then. All these studios seem to be taking a beating at the box office over the last few years, and I don't know how they survive without going bankrupt. The real mystery to me is why they keep cranking out the same garbage time and time again, taking huge monetary losses on each one. I guess it's a great tax write-off for them. Either that, or it's some form of money laundering scheme. <laughs> I'm again considering canceling Netflix because good content seems to be drying up. I'll hang in there until just past the new year before making that decision. Podcast news. Well, along with the holiday season being upon us, news from the world of podcasting has slowed way down with no major announcements, at least that I could find lately. I even listened to podcast elitist snob James Cridland's daily podcast news for a week straight. Mm. I was in the hopes of finding something interesting to report to no avail. Eh, I've got to stop torching myself like this. I'm eagerly awaiting the start of the follow-up to the Magnus Archives podcast, which will be titled The Magnus Protocol. I've heard a preview of it, and it sounded interesting. The Magnus Protocol podcast starts sometime in January. As far as my podcasting situation goes, there are no new hardware purchases on the horizon. Oh no, wait a minute. I did look for a deal on headphones I'm considering to replace my worn-out Audio-Technica MH40s with, but none budged in price. I was also bombarded with massive amounts of emails from audio processing plug-in companies, but I was able to control myself this time and didn't buy any. Everything with my show seems to be working fine, with Hindenburg Pro not crashing during the recording of the last episode, and that's the first time in a long time that happened. Knock on wood. I can honestly say I'm content with my podcast recording setup. We'll just have to wait and see how long this lasts. Well, time for a rant, kind of. I've been having a difficult time coming up with something to rant about lately. This was a task which came so easy to me in the past. This led me to ask myself why this problem is occurring. You know, it's not like things are just hunky-dory in this world. 
Upon giving this some thought, and remember, no one pays me to think, <laughs> I came to the realization that I've basically checked out of monitoring the news. Besides affecting new subjects for ants, this lack of news awareness has caused me to pause the other podcast I did, the Straight from the Desk Show, which I've since renamed Fringe Dispatches. That podcast was actually making me money from the generous donations I was receiving from the small but obviously supportive audience. I had to put a pause on the show because researching the stories I talked about either saddened me or angered me, and sometimes both. This took a toll on me, and the anger and sadness leaked into my private life, and that's not a good thing. The pausing of the podcast and my withdrawal from consuming the news media has made me happier than before. And then I thought that this is what the world elites want people to be, either divided and angry with one another or blissfully unaware. So my task is to find out how to separate that anger and sadness which results from being informed these days from my private life. If I can figure out how to do so, well, that sure would be a blessing. The music is playing, and I know this for two reasons. First, I'm the one that put it here. And second, I can hear it in my headphones. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you liked what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be greatly appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Hey, do you happen to have a spare leaf rake on you? If not, then just get off my lawn. Stay skeptical. Oh, and happy birthday, Jessica. I'll be seeing you soon. I'm out. See ya. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.